You're listening to Rock of Ages, where I introduce my friends who are much into music theater to different types of pop and rock music. And sometimes they'll introduce me to some theater music. talking about Led Zeppelin, self-titled debut. With me I have Isaiah. Yo, yo. Jamie. Hi. Riley. Hello. And Romy. Hey! Led Zeppelin is the debut album by the English band of the same name. It was released on January 12, 1969 under Atlantic Records. The producer was the band's guitarist, Jimmy Page, and the genres are hard rock and blues rock. The album was recorded in September and October 1968 at Olympic Studios in London. The uh, sessions for the recording were paid for directly by Page and their manager, Peter Grant. It cost £1,782 to make which today is equivalent to 29,986 pounds. No one, no one likes to hear about the, like, the monetary status? Okay. I read that on Wikipedia like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Wait, the... to have money. <laughs> so uh, the other members of the band are Robert Plant on vocals and occasional harmonica, John Paul Jones on bass and occasional keyboards, and John Bonham on drums. Now I'm going to read the uh, all-music review from Stephen Thomas Erlewine. Led Zeppelin had a fully formed, distinctive sound from the outset, as their eponymous debut illustrates, taking the heavy, distorted electric blues of Jimi Hendrix, Jeff Beck, and Cream to an extreme. Zeppelin created a majestic, powerful brand of guitar rock constructed around simple, memorable riffs and lumbering rhythms. But the key to the group's attack was subtlety. It wasn't just an onslaught of guitar noise; it was shaded and textured, filled with alternating dynamics and tempos. As Led Zeppelin pr- proves, the group was a- was capable of such multi-layered music from the start. Although the extended psychedelic blues of Dazed and Confused and You Shook Me often gather the most attention, the remainder of the album is a better indication of what would come later. Babe, I'm gonna leave you shifts from folky verses to pummeling choruses, good times, bad times, and how many more times have groovy, bluesy shuffles. Your time is gonna come as an anthemic hard rocker, Black Mountain Scientist pure English folk, and Communication Breakdown is a frenzied rocker with a nearly punkish attack. Although the album isn't as varied as some of their later efforts, it nevertheless marked a significant turning point in the evolution of hard rock and heavy metal. Alright, what do we think of Funny Blimp Crash Album by Funny Blimp Crash Band? <laughs> it's, it's album's it's, awesome. All right. It's yeah, great. It's, it shreds. I mean, it's, yeah, not it's, even shred. my, it's not even my favorite self-titled Led Zeppelin album, if you ask me. Yeah, it's it's not the best. I actually listened to the right Red Led Zeppelin album. <laughs> you know, I was I was about to say was it, I, was your Led Zeppelin album <laughs> hot dog colored or did it have a funny oh, blimp God. crash on it? It had a funny blimp on it. I listened to the right album. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it would have been so funny if you listened to Remain in Light instead. <laughs> 
<laughs> I listened to Led Zeppelin too. Yeah. At least you, you know, listen to the better album. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> hot take. At least you listen to the Led Zeppelin album. That actually is a hot take. I think Zeppelin two is more really? focused. I think they're Does both Jamie on like the same that tier. Story that I listened to the wrong album. Hmm. I listened to that episode because I like the Talking Heads, and I heard I heard that you fucked it up. Let's <laughs> go. Yeah. I don't understand how why they still haven't dropped Led Zeppelin, uh, Europe's Most Wanted yet. Like it's really <laughs> Led Zeppelin Return to Africa. That's my favorite album. Yeah. All Escape <laughs> Africa. It, get your facts right. Led I literally. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so anyway, I like this album, but a part of where it loses me are all like the like ironically this the where all the blues stuff is like happening. Where there's like not there's not they're not really like doing anything with their instruments, but they're like just like killing time by just presenting the same beat o over and over again, which essentially is what blues music is. Although like I I think like musicians like uh, Muddy Waters and Howling Wolf had the charisma to keep it going. But yeah, this album's yeah, great. It's not sure. like Bruce Willis's completely banal blues music from like the late eighties when oh he was God. on Moonlighting. <laughs> like, wait, did he actually make an album of, of like blues music in the late in the ladies? He made he had two albums. Why aren't um, they diamond? <laughs> <laughs> um let's just go off with what I don't like about this album first. Um in my opinion, uh, I Can't Quit You Baby is the worst song off the album. I know Isaiah will probably chip in, probably mm. saying, oh, Black Mountain Side is the worst. But, like, Black Mountain Side is No, I actually think Black Mountain Side's, like, better than, like, two of the tracks on this album. Right? Upon re-listening. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Funny guitar. Yeah. The uh, only, like, bluesy song that I actually like is The Closer. I think, what's it how called? Many... How Many More Times is a pretty oh, solid yeah. track. I like that one, too, but uh, I'm still talking about things I don't like here. Um, you Shook Me, the ending of that song is annoying. Where, like, Robert's just doing the... <laughs> that, that's the call and response like, one, right? Yeah. Like, damn, Dan... Like, remember when the Led Zeppelin album was just like, damn, Daniel? Ar, 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 ar. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird, that was weird. Did you guys see the thing I just sent you guys? Did you guys see the thing I put on the musical memes page? I'm about to. It's a gif of Homer Simpson going, I am so smart. S-M-R-T, I mean S-M-A-R-T. And, and Riley captioned it with, when you listen to the funny blimp cover instead of a tan color cover. <laughs> you, you are you are smart. After, after class, I'm going to give you a smart badge. <laughs> anyway, like, aside from, like, the ending of You Shook Me, I like everything else. Like, the reason why I listen to that song is not, like, because of the lyrics. Like, God knows I don't listen to Led Zeppelin for the lyrics, but the, the solos. <laughs> like, kick-ass organ solo. Yes, I listen to this show for the plot. <laughs> <laughs> you got, a, like, you got John Paul Jones organ solo. You got, then you got a harmonica solo, and then the guitar solo. And then the song continues, and then you just skip it. Your Time Is Gonna Come is probably the most misogynistic song on the record, and the chorus is literally a freaking campfire sing-along. It's the worst on the album, though. I, I like yeah. it. What would you consider the worst on the album? Um, what's the... I Can't Quit You, Baby? That's yeah. pretty bad, if you ask me. Thank you. That validation. Uh, yes. And, like, there's, like, hints of misogyny everywhere else on the album, like, dazed and confused. Uh, it is Led Zeppelin. Yeah, we're... <laughs> This isn't Rush. We're not. We're not going to be talking about uh, flying into comets and accidentally landing in Greek mythology land. 
Like, Dazed and Confused is, like, about uh, a guy. Like, he's, like, in a bad relationship with this woman. And then he's, like, it got, it's devolved to the point where it's, like, she gets Hellspawn. And then at the end of the song, he finally builds up the confidence to break up with her. But did you really need the soul of a woman was created below? I don't even think that was in the original song that they stole. Was it? I didn't listen to it. I didn't listen to the original at all. (laughs) How many times, like, when people are really acting like they're being victimized by women, it turns out they're actually just, like, predators themselves. Yeah. Well, delve more into predators shortly into this episode, but I want to make... Oh, no. uh, We have to bring it up. If we're going to listen to this music and we have to, like, bring up the separation between the, uh, like, the character and the human. And let's see. Stuff I like about this. uh, Good Times, Bad Times. uh, I know Black Dog's a very famous opener, but I think Good Times, Bad Times is my favorite, like, Zeppelin opener. It's just, like, it's not not too short. It's not too long. It's, like, great song. And it practically sets the mood for, like, the rest of the album. Like, the very first lyric is, In the days of my youth, I was told what it means to be a man. And and for the rest of the album, we see Robert Plant singing basically what his, his father would say about if his wife was cheating on him. Interesting. Mm. I'm, do, you, do you think that Good Times, Bad Times is better than Immigrant Song? Uh, immigrant Song does get overplayed, honestly. That's true, but, like, it's Immigrant Song, you know? Okay, yeah. I mean, Zeppelin (laughs) beginners are, like, infamous. Like, I retract my statement on Good Times, Bad Times being my favorite opener. Uh, Achilles' Last Stand. I can't believe that one slipped my mind. Oh, oh, that's so true. That's so true. (laughs) That is so true. I I love that song so much. But what do we love it for? The lyrics or the music? The music, obviously. Yeah. uh, Again, Led Zeppelin is, like, the archetypal, I listen to music for the for the solos like we're not we're not here to like get in like introspection on our personal lives this is stadium rock unless it's the part where plant is saying like the mighty arms of atlas hold the heavens from the earth or whatever that's like oh god yeah yeah (laughs) i think my favorite like uh long song is uh babe i'm gonna leave you which is weird because it's the one least like blues related i i find a problem in that kind of like Zeppelin's a blues a band, like Zeppelin's like a blues rock band. I should probably gravitate towards their more bluesy stuff. And yet, my favorite uh, favorite song from this album is a song which is like mainly like a drive from like British folk scene. Mm-hmm. And it kind of also gives birth to that like indie rock, a uh, smooth, hard, smooth, hard thing. So, but that means I would have to give Jimmy Page credit for something. I'm not ready to do that yet. I also want to point out that, uh, like, the, the hard part of Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You, it has this exact same chord progression as uh, 25 or 6 to 4 from Chicago, the the band, not the musical. Oh man. <laughs> uh, if you don't know what 25 or 6 to 4 sounds like, it's uh, da-da-da-da-dun, 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 da-da-da-da-da-dun. Oh! <laughs> And we will not be getting to that song on this podcast because I've been betrayed. Oh, Jamie, you <laughs> so missed a story. Did I, I? Yes, uh, I was at a Goodwill once. I got uh, some Creedence Clearwater Revival <laughs> <Yes>! albums. <laughs> and yes! one of them was a Chicago album. And not even that, half of a Chicago album. It was a very tra- traumatic experience for me. And I will never go back to Goodwill again. <laughs> 
The greatest story ever told. It's not like me thinking I found a Len album on CD, the band Len, and when I opened it up, it was taped shut, and I opened it up, and it's just a Kenny Rogers album. <laughs> From Kenny the Rogers. The story first. never trusted Will. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember this fun story I heard on a podcast where one of the guys gave uh, their friend Kyle a, a present. Uh, it was a Craftwork a CD. Craftwork is like that German electronic band. They open up the CD. It's the a top. Yeah, they open up the CD. It's Tom Jones plays country music. Craftwork <laughs> <laughs> album. Yeah, you know wow. Tom Jones. Uh, just think biggest left turn in music history. <laughs> think. <laughs> Just if you don't know who Tom Jones is, just think of uh, the Carlton dance. It's not unusual. It's the famous song that plays behind that famous uh, part. Or what's new, Pussycat, which John Mulaney ran into the ground. With one, it's <laughs> not unusual playing in the middle. I, what's new, Pussycat? My first knowledge of what's new, Pussycat was from the end credits of Flushed Away. Oh. God damn it, now I have what's not unusual stuck in my head now. Yeah, it's... Oh, I also like Delilah by Tom Jones, but uh, we're not talking about Tom Jones, we're talking about Zed Leplin. <laughs> yes. No, we're talking about Flushed Away. <laughs> yeah, this is Flushed Away episode mm-hmm. now. Uh, the, okay, fine, the slugs kind of creeped me out. <laughs> this is fucking weird, Red man. Zeppelin. I don't <laughs> trust those guys. Yeah, they're just, they're just always there, man. I haven't seen that movie in like a long time. Oh, I you know what? Remember anything. You know another good song that was in that movie? Uh, Dancing with Myself by Billy Idol. Was it? Yeah. Billy I forgot about thinking about that fucking shit, man. It was oh, like uh, Hugh Grant or something. Was I forgot? Uh, Hugh Jackman. Same shit, different day. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're both British. Yeah. It's all the same. Yeah, uh, you. Hugh Jackman's Australian. <laughs> I think he's Australian. I was just, you know, I was watching Night at the Museum the other day, and I was reminded of the third Night Museum movie when, like, that one of the wax figures called him Huge Ackman. Yeah. <laughs> I always pronounce his name that way because of that scene. <laughs> always. If whenever I, whenever we talk about Wolverine, you're just going to pronounce it Huge Ackman. John Valjean. John Valjean. John Valjean, Paul Jones. John Paul Jones? Yeah, there, we we segued it back to Led Zeppelin, hooray. Is that a motherfucking Led Zeppelin reference? (laughs) I am become the new cave next to Wesson On a good day, John Paul Jones might just be my favorite Led Zeppelin member, and that's because no one thinks of him because he's the bassist. And if you can even call him that, like after the first two albums. Yeah, I, I mean, he's not just a bassist. He does like hot organ work all over this album. He, he does the cool organ solo on "You Shook Me," and then he does like that Baroque-influenced organ solo on "Your Time Is Gonna Come," which is like my favorite part of the song. John Paul Jones is not restricted to just bass. Like he's gonna have a cool part in every album that uh, 
that we do of Led Zeppelin because he's the hidden I'm sorry, mastermind. But escape now from that world, from the world of John Paul Jones. <laughs> Fun fact, Ed. John Paul Jones is nothing now. Another story. We can't. Uh, fun fact, uh, I'm so sorry. it's fine. Uh, apparently, like, John Paul Jones was the only member of Led Zeppelin to not, like, make a deal with the devil, which explains why his life is the only one that hasn't, like, gone to shit. Like, but he's, like, he's, like, the least known of all the Zeppelin, while the rest of the three are, like, rock gods. But his life has been more or less normal. Plus, he did a collab with Dave Grohl and the guy from Queens of the Stone Age. How many members of Led Zeppelin can you say did that? Not many, I presume. Yeah. Um, I'm ranking the members of Led Zeppelin right now from best to worst. Uh, I would say Robert Plant would be my second favorite because oh, I'm, I've been looking at recently, like, at newer videos of old Robert Plant. He just sounds like a nice, wholesome guy. He's, like, a nice, like, working relationship with fellow uh, singer Alison Krauss. It, it it definitely seems, like, platonic. Um, I don't know if they're dating. I'm, I, they better not be. <laughs> no, they're very, at least they're very good friends. I actually have Raising Sand on vinyl, which is their first album roommates. together. They've made a new one. Yeah, I, if I, if I was to do, like, any solo Zeppelin album, it would probably be something from Robert Plant's later catalog because he i'm yeah i listened to one of his uh his songs on the radio and it was actually pretty good it didn't sound like zeppelin but it just it was pretty nice and where i heard that robert plant song is on the radio station where you'd least expect me to hear it does anyone want to take a guess an oldie station nope classic rock nope radio margaritaville what (laughs) wow but but this is good because if robert plant is good enough for jimmy buffett then i can i can listen to this now (laughs) i'm I'm still perplexed radio margaritaville (laughs) i can't wait for our first jimmy buffett episode on this podcast and you guys slander me for watching that musical instead of hades (laughs) town i'm terrified (laughs) me too i've heard big log by robert plant that's a great song yeah Anyway, my next favorite uh, Zeppelin member is uh, John Bonham. Like, he is a brain-dead b- b- buffoon, honestly, but he drum, his drum work is he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like a Something god else. on that kit. And I'm not trying to say this is like a pretentious music nerd. I'm just saying from what I heard of him. Like, uh, he, he like heard like a, a drummer doing like a famous like trilling like the bass drum and he thought he he wanted to replicate that on his drum set, and which is what he did on Good Times, Bad Times. It's just like those like little sixteenth note bass drums you hear in in the first verse. The only problem is like uh, that the drummer that Bonzo heard that inspired him to do that. He was doing those sixteenth uh, note bass uh, notes with with two bass drums. So like Bonzo already proved himself to be much better than this drummer in like just two seconds. He, I think Hendrix said that uh, Bonzo had like a, a rabbit's foot, which leads me to believe that if John Bonham was like uh, in the Zootopia universe, that he would be a jackrabbit. If <laughs> yeah, and if no, Zootopia, if Zootopia two had a a subplot where like Judy and Nick had to go to, like investigate a rock band, I I guarantee you that the drummer would be a jackrabbit, and he would be totally modeled <laughs> after John Bottom, and he would totally make sexual advances on Judy. This is just a fact. That went dark. Mm. Yeah. 
But uh, it's a shame, kind of like that. That Bonzo had to die so like early. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, my 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 least favorite member of Led Zeppelin is Jimmy Page for obvious reasons. Uh, like uh, the guitarist Jimmy Page, I mentioned earlier that I like to separate the uh, the like the artist guitarist Jimmy Page from the human Jimmy Page because uh, artist Jimmy Page is uh, like. He's a sloppy guitarist, honestly, but he is such, like, swagger and uh, power that he he's one of the more influential guitarists in hard rock and heavy metal history. Human being Jimmy Page, meanwhile, is a piece of shit. And what we might say about him might just affect your opinion on, on the album or the band itself, which I don't want to happen because we saw how that went over in Imagine. Like, this is a great album, uh, or it's a good album, but uh, the fact, the very fact that he is on here is arguably a point docker. I'm just saying, like, I didn't dock my points at all. Like, I feel like, I feel like I didn't engage with this album as much as a lot of other people might have, but like, uh, no, it's it's always interesting because, like, it'll happen, like, I'll look at the Wikipedia page usually after I finish listening to the album and decide my reading. So that's just how it went for this one. Yeah. Well, I don't really have as much of an attachment to this album as much as everyone else. I think I have more attachments with other Led Zeppelin albums. But uh, still, I when I listen to like Led Zeppelin, I just have this feeling in my stomach that uh, there is something wrong with one of the guys in the band. And yes, that man is Jimmy Page. And in the early 70s... Uh, he uh page would elope with a california schoolgirl. i her name escapes me at the moment but she was around 13 14 when they first met and page was like almost 30 <laughs> it's uh, and it's honestly very s- sick to like hear that information because uh at this point yes jimmy page is an map and we should not be like glorifying maps even if it's just the character which it make and which it makes Led Zeppelin one of the more controversial acts in in the present day, and that's arguably well not arguably it's not gonna like the controversy is not gonna go away anytime soon. So I have to try really hard to be... like to like separate art from the artist. What was that, Jamie? I don't know if you should be an MAP because I feel like that's what they want to be called. You know, um, like. I think call him what he is, like a child groomer, because that's what he did. He groomed a child. Yeah. And he used his power as an entertainment like icon to like seduce someone who was younger and less mature than him into doing weird sexual shit. And everyone else in the band just enabled him to do that. Gross. Yes, very. I mean they really should have held him accountable for that, and they should have like yeah. threw him off the band. I'll give uh, pl- I'll give Plant Jones and Bonzo leeway that at least they didn't have intercourse with the thirteen-year-old child, but they could have at least like Chris- told Jimmy to like stop it. He could have gotten Chris Hansen to wag the finger at him. Literally, but Chris Hansen was like really ten. And that's not even where it ends. Um, so, uh, Jimmy Page's current wife is a girl named Scarlett Sub- Sabet. They uh, married in 2014 when uh, Jimmy Page was 70 years old. Does anyone want to take a guess at to ha- as to how old Scarlett was when they got married? 50 or younger? 
25. Maybe it was like 18, right? Whoa! A 70-year-old man is marrying a 25-year-old woman. Yikes. Even, that is like, cool. that is like, Jimmy Page, get your shit together. You know what, you know what, Jimmy, I'm, I mean, I don't like to make, I don't think we should be really, like, making cartoon connections with pedophiles. But let's just, I just want to say, yeah. Jim, Jimmy Page is, the more, the older Jimmy Page gets, the more he goes for younger women. He is the Mr. Peanut Butter of the rock industry. What? What do you mean? Mr. Peanut Butter isn't a pedophile. Well, true, but he, uh, but he, he goes for younger women, the, the older he gets. I don't remember that. It's brought up in the fifth season. It's a really weird... Hmm. Like, why is that the first thing you hear about, like, a pedophile from the 70s? Or you're just like, I'm going to think about this Bojack Horseman character. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you want to look inside my brain? No. All right. I don't want to know what's in there. Good. Yeah. Neither do I. Terrifying. Yeah. In short, um, Jimmy Page, piece of shit that can die in a ditch. Yeah. Um, and moving on. Uh, fun fact, uh, Dazed and Confused is like a staple in like Zeppelin's live concerts. Um, like the the version you see on Song Remains the Same, their their famous like live uh, concert movie. It clocks in at just like under thirty minutes long. And the minutes. Yeah, and the longest song that Zeppelin did was a version of Dazed and Confused at one of their concerts, and I think it went on for like forty seven minutes. Oh god. Pretty sick. And I'd like to imagine that I listen to long songs, but yeah. holy moly. I'd like to imagine that one of those minutes, like one minute or more, it was like Jimmy Page just playing the same chord over and over again while he stares at the sky, wondering if he can see any planes flying in the distance because he's so coked up. <laughs> Guitar wanker. That's what my old voice teacher called like people just noodle around on guitars and stuff. Um, I I had a chat with my film teacher one day, and he told me that Led Zeppelin's debut was one of his favorite debuts of all time. And I forget his exact words, but I'm just going to paraphrase here. He said, I love Led Zeppelin's debut, knowing full well that everyone in that band is a piece of shit. He <laughs> was the Beatles. And that's what this is all about. Maybe George. Yeah. What? Actually, I'm not going to say anything. George is precious boy. Oh, speaking of George, does anyone want to hear his reaction of this album? So it was in the oh, Let it, he was in the Let It Be sessions, and like one of his friends like told him, "Hey, did you hear about Led Zeppelin?" And they they just released their first album, and you know the, that guy from the Yardbirds is in it. Uh, that guy being Jimmy Page, and then there's this guy who he's like a wizard on the drums, man. It's crazy. And you want to know what George's first reaction was? Where's my sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> Absolute legend. Yeah. Uh, since I brought it up, um, the uh, live version of Dazed and Confused on the song remains the same as crazy for a multitude of reasons, but the one that really just sticks out is because um, there are, like, segments in the movie. They're, like, filmed, like, prior to, like, the concert. Like, they're, like there's, like, stories for each of the band members. And during Dazed and Confused, uh, Jimmy Page's story was playing. And uh, he was, like, climbing up a mountain in the dark. And he gets to the top, and you know who he sees? Gandalf the Grey. Yeah. <laughs> what? And, and Gandalf the White. And then Holy Grail's Black Knight. And meets Mussolini. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then Gandalf the Grey turns into Jimmy Page. It, it, it's weird, man. And then the wizard Jimmy Page turns into a baby. 
And then with and then he turns back into Gandalf the Grey. And then he waves around a, a, a wand. It's like has like a rainbow trail everywhere it goes. It's really trippy, man. I, what the hell? I've never seen that concert film, but it's been on my watch list for a bit. Yeah. I, so what? Yeah, it's like, I like when rock like fantasy dorks funny. Like I, I just like I just like weird, trippy like fantasy lyrics and like yeah. artwork and stuff like that. Well, cool. we expect a lot of it in Zeppelin. Uh, Page was a member was fascinated with the occult, and Robert Plant loved J.R.R. Tolkien. True. What would a what would a Led Zeppelin Lord of the Rings movie be like? Because we had a rejected Beatles Lord of the Rings movie, but what about a, like a Led Zeppelin Lord of the Rings movie? Where we have Robert Plant as uh, Frodo, uh, John Paul Jones as Sam, uh, Jimmy Page as Gandalf, and John Bonham plays uh, Gollum. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> it's like, it's weird. But yeah, uh, Led Zeppelin, great album. I mean, well, it's I'm good, not, yeah. I'd, yeah, I'd say, I'd argue it's good. I wouldn't call it like great. Honestly, I'd save the title great for stuff like uh, Zeppelin 2, Houses of the Holy, and of course, the Untitled album. You, you don't just call it Zeppelin 4 like like a normal person. No, I'm a no, purist. That shall not be me. <laughs> we don't talk about Led Zeppelin 4. We don't talk about Zeppelin. <laughs> Been dazed and confused for so long, it's not true. Wounded a woman Lots of people talking, few of them know Soul of a woman was created below I had no idea that they tried to make Lord of the Rings. It's like, I wish this had happened. Like... <laughs> Yeah, it would have been weird. Oh, I can't believe we forgot to talk about communication breakdown. That that one goes hard, right? Yeah, it's created punk rock. It's a great song. It's not the best. Yeah, I give it an eight out of ten. It's it's good, but I mean, punk isn't really my thing. And this does. If I listen to communication breakdown, it sounds like they're trying to copy a punk band. But it's good. It's, yeah, it, I can't it believe they hard. copied punk music. SMH. <laughs> Image my, my head, my head. Yeah. And since we're talking copying, I guess we have to bring up the oh. giant elephant in the room that Led Zeppelin stole everything they played. Uh, Led Zeppelin is the best cover band of all time. Yeah, yes. Uh, there's an entire Wikipedia article dedicated to all the songs that Led Zeppelin stole from from other artists. Wow. Like, You Shook Me was originally a, a Willie Dixon song. Uh, Dazed and Confused is by a, a singer-songwriter named Jake Holmes. I Can't Quit You Baby was also a Willie Dixon original. And uh, uh, Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You was originally written by a folk singer named Anne Bredon. Pretty much all like the lyrics and all the lyrics in this album, they were either like uh, lifted from other people or uh, directly copied. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the only original song that I've heard that they've copied is When the Levy Breaks or whatever it was called before. When the Levy Breaks goes freaking hard. So true. Yeah. I do want to admit that, like, uh, Led Zeppelin stealing this music, at least it's not done with callous. They, they're, they like, 
they it does sound like they do like the music that they're that they're stealing and and they they have an appreciation for it they just for some reason didn't feel like the the original writers deserved the royalties or the songwriting mm-hmm. credits which in a way i find to be a bit reprehensible but at least they're like presenting this uh, music to a a new demographic even though they could easily just go out and listen to other the like other blues stuff by like Willie Dixon or Muddy Waters or Helen Wolf. I will admit though Zeppelin does the blues a thousand times better than Crapton. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but did they do blues better than blues Bruce Willis? No. <laughs> blues Brothers. <laughs> no one does the blues bro- better than the Blues Brothers, baby. Ah, they they actually created Led Zeppelin with their <laughs> pinky fingers. They created blues itself. <laughs> really, yeah. Led Zeppelin really ripped them off on this album, to be honest. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Shake a tail feather, honestly, invented yeah. music. Yeah, that is like, I love that song. And the fact that it's not available on Spotify pisses me off. <laughs> anyway, I want to talk about one of my favorite parts of the album, and that's the middle section of How Many More Times. And it's like, uh, it's a very ominous and moody middle section where like robert plant's like screaming i was a young man i couldn't resist she was just so pr- she was just such a pretty school girl like she had to be mine and long story short now the now i have we have 11 children but it's okay in my mind and the the and jimmy page is, in the is back- robert plant the creator of the loud house uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no Oh like, my god. But what I like about that that part is like in the background, like Jimmy Page is using like a violin bow to play his strings. And so it creates a very like ominous like in my opinion, it almost sounds like like a, a chord in hell. Like they're judging this man for his sins. And as the music gets clim- like climaxes and gets more like doomy, it so almost sounds like the man is going to be sentenced to his fate for the horrible things he's done. It's almost like it's almost like Jimmy Page is sentencing himself, even though this is before Jimmy Page did the thing. And this is slightly undercut by the very next segment of this song being about Robert Plant saying, Oh, I'm the hunter and I'm going to hunt all the girls in town. <laughs> I remember that. The longest time, though, I That's thought he was funny. saying, They call me the hot dog. And I thought this was just clever foreshadowing for their best song, Hot Dog. <laughs> yeah, their best song. Uh, I ever. thought it wasn't. Second only to Boogie with Stu on physical graffiti. (laughs) That's actually a guilty pleasure of mine. Don't at me. Mine too, yeah. When they said that thing about the hot dog, was that a reference to Funhouse smelling like hot dog water and sweaty food? (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Whenever I look at Hot Funhouse, I smell hot dog water. And the same goes for a couple of Led Zeppelin stuff. Um, But I will... I'm gonna... You know what? Controversial opinion coming, but... I honestly think, like, I'd rather listen to Led Zeppelin's debut, but Funhouse conceptually is better than Led Zeppelin's debut. I, I mean, know. obviously it has a better ending, but uh, I rest by my <laughs> point. I mean, it's not, I mean, at least it's not La Blues. La Blues. Jamie, you weren't here for the Funhouse episode, but rest assured, LA Blues was not a fun experience for all of us. It's so bad that I love it, and I love making slander out of L.A. Blues. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, and Riley had a migraine when she first listened to L.A. Blues. Oh, that yeah. sounds so painful. 
Yeah. Hopefully it you was... don't have a migraine when you listen to Revolution Number Nine. Oh my god! I feel like the blues <laughs> no. is just a prerequisite to Revolution Number Nine. All right. Uh... I listen to like uh, Funhouse at some point. It's just with a lot of these '70s bands, they just keep saying really weird and questionable shit all the time. Like it makes just listen me, to like, Rush. It's okay. Everything will be okay. If you listen to Rush. <laughs> yeah. I don't listen to Rush, dude. What are you? What are you for? Yeah. A fool? Rush never even felt the grasp of a woman before. Seven females at a Rush concert. That's a new record. <laughs> a new record. A new world record. Electric Light Orchestra. A ELO? Is that a ELO reference? Yes, it is. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess well, we should probably go around the room. I'll go first. Um, I would give this a hard eight. Like... It does a lot of things, and the production on it sounds great. Although there are like a few blues parts that meander at times, a few things I found annoying, and like it's not a perfect album by any means, but it it does it sounds very very good. And uh, there's not really much I have to say for this album, the way I have other many other things to say about any of their other albums. But it is like very influential, and I guess I can't I can't deny it for that. Uh, what I recommend it to a theater kid, it depends. Because uh, theater kids, they're not really for the harder stuff. Like, even Lizzie, even though it's more like hard rock oriented, it still has that polished Broadway sensibility to it. Like, uh, there's a part in Lizzie that sounds like it's going to go into a Led Zeppelin like guitar solo, and then it just stops. Like, literally, the song just, like, s stops. It doesn't just, like, it, it doesn't, like, uh, resolve. It just, the band members just stop in their tracks. But, I mean, slow, I would grab, maybe gradually I'd introduce this album to a theater kid. Like, just, I, it wouldn't be one of the first al albums I would show to them. But one day, maybe someday, reprise one. Uh, Isaiah, how about you? Me and you virtually just have the same opinion. I, I'm going to give it... It's it's so it's very solid. I'll give it like an 8. Um, not much else to say about this album, honestly. I like it a whole lot. It's not my favorite Zeppelin album, though. Hmm. And I, I think I would recommend this to a theater kid, but I wouldn't expect them to like it at all. I wouldn't but, yeah. either. <laughs> uh, Jamie? I give it a solid 7 out of 10. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I... I think there are some pretty catchy tunes on here. I, I listened to it like a week ago, to be honest. Like, I forgot a lot about this. Uh, and so that's why I was kind of out of a lot of conversations today. <laughs> I think there's some there's some sweet guitar shit on here. Hmm. Uh, a lot of it drags, like, more than it needs to. Um, but, yeah, some pretty solid, like, arena rock shit. Um... What was I going to say? I forgot. You can just go to the next person. Okay, uh, Riley? Um, I really like it. Um, probably a good 7 out of 10. I, they have some, yeah, some really good stuff. Um, especially the song Whole Lot of Love. You didn't listen to that Riley. song, did you? <laughs> it's supposed to be a joke! <laughs> <laughs> okay. But... I'm actually being serious. I really like it. My favorite is probably Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You. Love that oh, song. That's such a good oh, song. yeah. Oh, my God. It is. So I love happy. it. I love that song. And I think I'd recommend it to a theater kid, but it depends if they'd like it or not. I don't know if they'd like it, but 
Yeah, yeah it was good. Recommended to the kids who actually listen to Lizzie. Uh, <laughs> uh, Romy? Uh, I give it a 7.5. Um, it's no whatever album has a whole lot of love, but that it's something alright. I would recommend it to theater kids just as long as they had a critical understanding of rock music. <laughs> so, um, bold of you to add the decimal. Anyway, um... Mm. For those of you looking at the thumbnail, you might be wondering why all of the characters we talked about aren't on there, but instead are replaced with a bunch of random anime characters. Well, there is a perfectly logical explanation to this question you have. You see, the characters are part of an anime series called Fate, more specifically, uh, a series called Lord L. Malloy II's Case Files. Of open brackets, Rail Zeppelin, underscore brackets. And me and my friends, we joke a lot that Rail Zeppelin and Led Zeppelin sound alike because they have both have Zeppelin in the name. So I thought it would be funny just to include them in the thumbnail. Your questions have been answered. You're welcome. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't even watch Fate, to be honest. I've seen, like, the first episode of Fate Zero, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's fun. All right, uh, I guess I'll spin the wheel now. Yeah. And we have a weird schedule, so this is going to be like a regular album then, and then two weeks from then it's going to be Kay's birthday album, and then it's going to be uh, the concept album. Oh, we're going to go a bit modern. Our next album we'll be looking at oh. is... Next album we'll be looking at is U2, The Joshua Tree. Oh, wow. That's interesting, actually. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I have a great story about U2 I will gladly share with you guys. I cannot wait. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. All right, thank you.